December 17th, 2023. We're continuing in Mesilat Yesharim. We're in Perekafbet, Bebeur Midata Anava. We're in the midst of talking about this character trait of modesty, of humility, of Anava. And if you recall what Mesilat Yesharim Ramchal had described to us, specifically by, in most recent lines, appealing to the characters as the Torah, the Nevi'im, described to us Moshe and Aharon when they express Venahnuma, who are we, what are we, and Abraham Avinu when he said Ve'anochi Athar Va'efer, I'm just dirt and dust or dirt and ashes, and even David HaMelech who expressed in Tehillim Ve'anochi Tola'at Velo'ish, I'm a worm, I'm not even a human being, turning to them for guidance, for a perspective on uh, Amida which is elusive to most human beings and is a necessary component of making us and building us to become the people we want to be. He writes here, he says, 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 Much of what we've discussed, if not all of it, how to overcome Ga'ava, how to get past that uh, negative character trait of haughtiness and self-centeredness. Much of it is necessary if you were and are imbued with the qualities, with the skills, with the abilities of Abraham, Moshe, Aharon, and David. It says, but us? We're almost like the uh, orphans of orphans. Do you really think we need to rationalize and explain why we should be humble and why we should have a certain appropriate and necessary humility? Are you really going to delude yourself, to self-deceive your being, to assume that you have skills, character traits, and abilities that could and should give you a certain haughtiness? It says, to Tenu, yes. And so we don't need uh, much uh, much investigation, much uh, analysis to realize how low we are. He says, if you're to uh, think about your own wisdom, our wisdom collectively, it's like nothingness. The general understanding of the hachamim is that there has been and will continue to be a yeridata dorot, which means a descent of generations. And as a result, our knowledge, our abilities to intellect, are much lower than uh, the previous generation. That one, in turn, lower than the one that preceded it. Says Ramchal, says, well, if that's the case, how can we, why would we have any uh, negative sense of ga'ava? Now, of course, the general question with regards to yiridata dorot persists and has for much time. And uh, the question, of course, is, well, our access to information, our technological uh, and medical and uh, anything, really, the world has progressed in ways uh, which even a year ago was unprecedented. And the world is going faster and faster in terms of its intellectual developments. Why do the Hachamim describe Yeridat uh, dorot? How are they able to attribute a descent in generations, which very much Ramchal is banking on in describing why we should intuitively have Anava? And the f- most famous explanation to that matter, to resolving, well, call it what seems like reality versus the words of the Hachamim, begins with Tosafot Rid, who in turn was 
quoting from secular sources, his understanding was that, and his description was, that we are like midgets standing on the shoulders or on the head of giants, meaning the previous generations set forth the principles, the previous generations put in place the fundamentals, the foundations. We, peering from above, true, we do have more understanding, we are prone to more and, and more capable for in- intellectual investigation, but that's only because of what was planted before us. We couldn't have uh, been able to achieve that independently. Of course, the other direction, it's very much hand-in-hand in truth, is that, uh, well, in terms of potential, in terms of, I'll call it brain potential, soul potential, well, we're severely diminished. And again, it's the same, because the idea being, if I already began on a higher platform in terms of understanding, well, then I had and have a different potential. Am I maximizing that potential with that beginning, as opposed to earlier generations who had lower uh, beginning points and maybe or certainly were able to maximize that further. Okay, that notwithstanding the statement in turn, go ahead. But, I mean, this obviously this is a very controversial topic in general, so yes, the shoulders, I heard that answer before, but what do you do with like the standard of, if you say the Gidolim were greater, you can make that argument, it's an easier argument to make, but the fact that today everyone's literate, you know, every kid is going to yeshiva, there's no question that the baseline knowledge of a 10-year-old child today is higher than in the past. So how would you argue? Again, I don't, I, I don't know that per se that, 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 that does challenge this because the baseline is higher and in turn, as I said, the potential should be higher as well. The child should be achieving more. It's not denying, it's not uh, pretending it doesn't exist, that the baseline and even the higher intellect uh, are, are achieving more, so to speak, than previous generations. But the potential, because you're on the shoulders or head of previous generations, because you have inborn access to more knowledge, because we have refined over the course of time the channels to achieving, well, then we should be achieving more. That's the general perspective. How do you quantify that? You don't really, right? But that's the, that's, that's the way of rationalizing, at the very least, the statement of the hachamim. Of course, religiously speaking or spiritually speaking, the hachamim will often appeal to, uh, just in terms of uh, characterizing that or giving a vantage point, well, we're further from Ma'amad Har Sinai. And every day and every second it's further from that experience, which means there's less of a comprehension. You don't have as much of an understanding. The more distant you are from absolute revelation, the less understanding you have in the fullest sense. So you might have a topical, superficial understanding of it in ways that uh, maybe previous generations didn't, but in terms of experientially, in terms of really comprehending and having that be part and parcel of who you are, you're more distant from that as well. Right, again, but then notwithstanding, accepting it, accepting the statement of the Hachamim of Yeridat Dorot and looking at it from the vantage point of Gidolim, if you will, right? So look at the even uh, the uh, the the output in terms of in terms of quality of uh, of Torah and of uh, and of teachings of previous generations versus that of today. It doesn't mean that quantitatively as a generation we don't publish more books. But if you're going to look qualitatively and even quantitatively in terms of individuals. You compare the writings even from 150 years ago to those of today, it's a very different quality. It has been in many ways diminished, in my opinion. In other words, it's not hard to see that, that there used to be 
and again, there's different levels and there's different uh, and there's different markings. Um, you can say today there's more, and there is. There's more bikiut. There's more access. There's outside of chokmah. There's more books. There's more ability, and there's more discoveries in that respect. But in terms of being yored la umkashel halacha, in terms of novelties, in terms of understanding matters that were discovered, so to speak, by an individual, you have less of that today. Regardless, he says misilati sharim. He says, well, if that's the case. Uh, we should be able to easily accept and understand that anava should be who we are. It should uh, define us. And be able to accept and realize that our minds are, our our brains are are weak and uh, and 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 diminished. Mistakes and silly uh, approaches are very much part and parcel of who we are. And even that which we understand, we only partially understand it. At best, we should be embarrassed, we should be lowly in our minds. This, he suggests, is simple. Till now, and that was the focus, and Ms. Elijah Shadim told us we're going to branch this in other directions, but we've been talking about mindset, perspective, how to wrap your head around anava. Now that we've dealt with that, and again, he made the point Ramchal did, that if you don't begin with the proper understanding, the actions will look and appear silly. He says, but now that we've dealt with that, let's deal now with, let's uh, focus on actions. It will be broken into four separate parts. The first is uh, actions in a lowly fashion. Of course, he'll have to define that. The ability to uh, accept and uh, almost suffer embarrassments. Um, thirdly, it's the hatred and uh, running from any respect and honor and grandeur accorded by others. And lastly, the ability to genuinely and authentically give respect and honor to others. Number one, the first is that lowly approach to, uh, to, to actions. That can and should be reflected in speech. With your walking, with your actions in the external fashion. When you're sitting and dwelling. And in truth, in all of your activities. I just uh, recently bought, it came out last week, this uh, new biography of Hafez Hayim written by Rabbi Dova Eliyah. And in it, he describes over the course of many of the first 50 pages this approach of Hafez Chaim, of Rabbi Yisrael Meir HaKohen, of Radin to act with a full-fledged piety in terms of his external actions. He uh, quotes from many of his students and those who, who encountered him the description of uh, in prayer and performance of mitzvot, an individual whom if you would um, externally or enter into it from the outside assume he was going to be marked by some sort of external appearance, his prayer was going to be markedly different if you looked at it. Everyone and anyone who reported on their encounters with him described 
He just seemed like a simple person. He just appeared to be a just a person who was performing the mitzvot, buying in it through his, his son-in-law, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Zaks, said, my father-in-law bought etrog and love like anyone else, not like a special Rosh Yeshiva. He uh, sat in the sukkah like everyone else. He learned Torah and he prayed Amidah. It appeared to be like everyone else to the extent that, if I'm not mistaken, it was from Rabbi Nisim um, Waxman. He, they told the story, said he was visiting Radin from uh, a different uh, village or a different yeshiva. And he, he came to the Beit Midrash in the morning early. I guess he couldn't sleep or whatever. He came early and he was looking for Hidushe Harashba. He couldn't find him. And then one simple looking individual. And I know these stories abound. But think in today's day and age, they're rare. How often would you confuse, as I get to the punchline, and I think you know it, how often would you confuse the Hafez Chaim with a simple person, the Shamosh of the Bet Knesset? And so he approaches this individual who's, who's sorting out the books, who's organizing the shelves, and asks him, do you have a Chidushe Rashba with a twinkle in his eye? He says, this young man, let's look for it together until he finds it, hands it to him, and an hour later when Tefillah begins, it dawns upon him, he realizes he was requesting and he was dealing with the Hafez Chaim himself. Again, his demeanor, his approach, his general wherewithal was one which was just strikingly filled with anava to the extent that, and very much in line with Misilat Yesharim, he was overheard and spoke publicly as well, saying that his achievements he really believed were bestowed upon him as a mission. In other words, his vision was, I wrote these books as a mission to the people. My, his, his understanding was, everything I do in a full sense, much as Misilat Yesharim has try, been trying to get us to appreciate and understand this, our achievements are uh, responsibility. Our achievements are bestowed upon us the capability and the skills so that we manifest them for the Kelal. And it appears, I mean, just from the striking descriptions of each of these students and people who observed him, that was really the life of Hafez Chaim in the fullest sense, in the absolute, I mean, it's just everybody who encountered him. There's this famous story that's recorded there as well when he was on the train and he was sitting next to someone. The person, of course, couldn't, based on his external appearance, based on the way he carried himself, even imagine that he's the Hafez Chaim, spoke about the Hafez Chaim, he put him down, the Hafez Chaim himself put himself down, the person got angry at him, people come on and they realize, but uh, who, who in... I don't know. I've encountered many people, many people with a lot of modesty and a lot of anava in the truest sense. Who would you really mistake in as just a simple person? It's 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 really the mark of, of greatness, which you can't but marvel in thinking about it. It's very much what Misilati Sharim is encouraging each of us to strive for and not easily achieved as a person grows. Generally speaking, there's a certain presence that's felt by others. It's it's, it's only a person who's truly brought themselves to a full-fledged understanding, acceptance of this is my mission, this is my responsibility, that others in turn might mistaken them as just being a simple person as well. Misilat Yisharim continues, says, B'diburo amru, Zali says, the hachamim say, le'olam yihyeh diburo shel adam benachat im habiriot. A person should always speak pleasantly with others, not in a harsh and not in a hori and not in a condescending way. The Pasuk in Kohelet says that wise people, their words are heard when they're spoken pleasantly, when they're spoken in a way that to the other appears and feels 
as if it's well-meaning as opposed to uh, condescending or uh, forceful. Uh, a person, when even imparting wisdom or advice to another, needs to be kavod with honor, with uh, with a certain a respect to the other, as opposed to bizayon shamefulness. hasar lev, a person who is scorns another. Uh, I guess in a, in a harsh way, it's hasar lev. It, it reveals that they're missing a part of their mind or heart. Ve'omer bevorasha gam gam booze. When a wicked individual comes, that booze, that bizayon, that uh, scornful and shameful aspect comes as well. Bahalichato. What does it mean to walk with anava amruzal? The Gemara in Masechet Sanhedrin famously states, Shalhumitam. There was a message from Eretz Yisrael. Ezo ben haolam haba. Who's the individual who merits the word? World to come. Maybe it's a tzaddik. Maybe it's an individual who studies Torah. Does gimilut hasadim. Here's the definition: anvetan, a person who has modesty, ushval berech, a person whose knees are lowly, are low. In other words, they carry themselves without a a, a straight uh, a physical appearance. Shayif ayal, shayif nafik. They walk in hunched down and they exit hunched down. That doesn't mean that they fully hunch their body, although it does mean that in terms of eyes, as others describe it, their eyes are down. It means in terms of perspective, it's down. There's nothing in terms of holding themselves as great or as great at all than others, certainly. This based on the Gemara and Kiddushin. It's asur to be holech bekoma zekufa with a straight neck and a straight back. And not with a slow and purposeful walking and stride, which shows an, an appearance of grandeur. That's inappropriate. Like, uh, rather like anyone else who's going to do their their matters and their things, their business, that's the way a person should be conducting themselves. And so to the Chachamim say in Masech Berachot, a person who walks with that straight posture, it's as if they're kicking the or pushing aside the feet of God's dwelling. If you're showing that you have a certain significance uh, in a true sense, in an independent sense, it means that you're putting down God himself. Uh, so the Gemara appeals to how could you be walking like that? How could you be acting like that? You're clearly denying or seemingly denying God's existence. And likewise, the Pasuk says, It's a derashah of the Gemara and Masechet Sota, that those who are a koma, those who are rame koma, those who hold themselves up straight, gedurim, they'll be cut down. Of course, the pasuk is really talking about trees, but the understanding being about people, people who carry themselves in such a fashion, will ultimately speaking be cut down. Beshifto, okay, so that was dibur, that was speech, that was halicha, that was walking. What about sitting? What does it mean to sit in a way of anava? Shehemekomo ben hashefalim, velo ben haramim. When you're finding your seat in any context, in any situation, Find it amongst the more simple individuals as opposed to amidst the uh, dignified ones. And in truth, it's a pasuk in Mishleh. Don't give yourself grandeur in front of a king, of course, in our, and in the Nimshal, in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And don't stand in the in the presence of great ones. Vashev. 
uh, make certain that you move away from, so to speak, the actual place where you should be seated and sit in the more lowly place, in the more modest area. Until they say, wait a second, you belong on the dais. And don't go up independent of being told to go up because they'll tell you, sit down, if you're seemingly bringing that upon yourself. You say the door is going down. Nobody told me this kind of thing. This doesn't exist. As well. Although we were talking about in Chokmayiridata Dorot, ironically, there's been a... uh, there's been, an, there's been a, a, a connectedness as well to ha- having an appropriate anava. People might know less, but nonetheless act more haughtily. Uh, you know, many of the uh, rabbis that I came in contact with uh, used to bemoan the fact that today everyone is harav hagaon. Everyone's considered the greatest. They know very little. And they're harav hagaon. In other words, forget about that their own self. Uh, just generally speaking, demeanor and understanding of who you are has as well become inflated over the course of time. It's uh, unfortunately the way of the world. And okay, Silat Yisharim is challenging us to change ourselves. And about an individual who belittles themselves again in a healthy fashion, not in a way that brings depression. The Hachamim say, "Kol vechule." It doesn't really cite the whole Ma'amar from the Gemara and Masech Bava Mitziah, but the statement is, anybody who's Maktina Atzmo al Divrei Torah ba'olam hazeh na'asa gadol la'olam haba. So first and foremost, it's in the context of Talmud Torah, which is interesting. In other words, if you can turn to others, you can make yourself modest and ask questions and accept advice from others in Torah. In this world, well, then you'll have a higher place in the world to come. It's specifically narrowly stated in Bava Mitziah by Divrei Torah, Mesilat Yesharim Ram. Hal is applying it to all. The Midrash citing the Pasuk, take off the turban, uh, raise, all, raise from your head the crown. In other words, it doesn't belong on your head. Why is that on your head? Why are you carrying yourself? Why are you accepting that greatness? They're envisioning it, so to speak, in the day of judgment. It's the Gemara Masecha Bava Batra, where an individual made his way into some sort of external realm, Olam Haba type of vision and perspective, comes back and reports that Elyonim Lemata, Tahtonim Lemaala, those who in this world are. The lowly ones seem to be the ones who are respected in the world to come. Those who are dignified in this world are the ones who are seen as little in the world to come. And in turn, it would be the opposite. A person who makes themselves small and doesn't demand or expect that, uh, that respect from others. They'll ultimately speaking receive that greatness. And the Chachamim say, Le'olam yilmad adam kono. You can and should, should learn from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sh'arehniyah HaKadosh Baruch Hu kol harim u'gva'ot v'yishra she'chinatu al har Sinai. God, we can learn from the modest um, size and height of har Sinai, uh, a way and a demeanor and an approach for each of us. V'zeh mipnei shiflutu v'chein amru l'she'erit nachalato. Maran Hashanah. Uh, cites the pasuk in which Hakadosh Baruch Hu seems to be merciful for she'erit nachalato. She'erit sounds like the remainder. What do you mean the remainder? Not for everyone. 
interpretation of the Chachamim is that God's mercy, God's care is lemisha mesima atzmo kishiraim. She'erit doesn't per se mean just the remainder. It means those who see themselves as the remainder. In truth, the Gemara goes perhaps a step further in Masechim Megillah and Daf Lamed Aleph, where it says, "B'makom kivurato shamata motzeh an vetanuto." That in the place where you find God's greatness. That's exactly where you'll find his modesty. What's the Gemara referring to? To the Pasuk at the beginning of creation of mankind, of humankind, when the Pasuk says, And the vision, the understanding of the Chachamim is that plural, is God, turns to others, to the angels, for advice and for assistance in creating human beings. What's the lesson to be learned from that first and foremost, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, creating human beings but furthermore, the message to human beings is from your very moment of creation in the eyes of the Hachamim, understand what the lesson, what the message imparted to you by the Creator was. You have to be able to understand the lowliness of your existence if your very Creator felt and demonstrated, so to speak, his own. So the initial description was that of Hitnaheg Bishiflut acting in that lowly fashion, we'll just begin this second chilek, and that is the acceptance and the, uh, and the uh, shouldering of elbonot, of shame, of embarrassment, of scorn from others. The Gemara there in Masechet Rosh Hashanah has the pasuk of avon and the question in turn is avon, who does HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, pick up their iniquities, their wrongdoing, in other words, does he forgive them? to an individual who's over al pesha, who looks the other way when pesha is done to them, when someone's negligent or treats them wrong, uh, that's the individual who, when they turn away and don't see it as uh, as, as affecting them or uh, diminishing their honor, that's the person who's forgiven. Of course, the understanding being that if you can see yourself honestly and earnestly as a person who isn't deservant of that kabod, well, you're a person who in turn has invited God into your life. It goes hand in hand with that statement of the Gemara that we cited earlier, Masechet Berachot, that a person who walks with Kufa, he's ki'ilu dohek If you're acting as if you're the center of attraction, you're moving God out of the picture. If alternatively, I'm not the center of attention, I'm not the main attraction, and in turn, you've done something to me, well, what is that after all? I'm just a side player. You have been, by so doing, inviting God and accepting his presence. And similarly, and along the same lines, the Gemara says in Masechet Shabbat, the Pasuk in Shofetim describing those who love God, those who are uh, rather the beloved of God. Uh, they're like the, uh, sh- the shining of the sun at its most uh, most uh, at its strongest point. Who are those individuals? Who are the beloved lovers? Who are they? They accept shame, but they won't shame others. They hear the... the, 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 those who put them down, they hear the, uh, uh, the, the critique of others, but they're not 
responsive in those circumstances. Uh, he'll go on, Ramchal will, to tell a, a well-known story from the Gemara and Masech in Nidarim, and then to appeal to Hilil Hazakin, so Bava ben Bu, uh, to, uh, the, the Gemara will uh, describe Bava ben Buta, and then he'll, uh, bring, he'll appeal to Hilil Hazakin and, and Rabbi Avahu, ultimately speaking. Each of those Emoraim demonstrated and showed through their, and, and Tanaim, through their own actions, through their own being, that to be an individual who's endowed with chokhmah, who has leadership skills, does not mean that, or quite the opposite, means that I have the responsibility to live up to a life of anava, to this life of a midah, of full-fledged and uh, entirely experienced anava, modesty, humility, as Rabbi Halas Misilat Yisharim is describing to us. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen